Siesta time's over. Wake up. Ugh, Allie, I know you're in Spain, but you're American. You don't see me out midday for an afternoon tea. Oh, uh, what did I miss? Oh, just our intro. <clears throat> Welcome to Pretty Sure Never Clueless, where even during naps, we're pretty sure never clueless. Exactly. When we're not taking naps or eating scones with our tea, we're your transatlantic besties reporting for duty. Cheers to that, mate. Welcome back to episode nine of Crazy. Pretty sure never clueless. It's wild that we've we've stuck it out. Yes, I'm proud. I'm so proud of us. I feel like we are slowly kind of understanding what we want to do more with the brand and the and the podcast and just how we see what we can share with the world. So it's exciting to see how it'll evolve. Yeah. Tell me, how is your week? What have you been up to? I know it's been about two weeks since we recorded. Yeah, my week has been fine. The temperature has finally dropped in Madrid, which I am so excited about. Today it's a little bit gloomy, a little bit moody, which I love. Boo. Yeah, well, I'm an autumn girly, so it's exciting. Even though I haven't really been able to wear a jacket because... It's still not cold enough? No, it's like crisp in the morning, but the, it's still... You're sweating by the afternoon, especially in public transportation. You're just like, what What am I doing? But I saw a girl with tights the other day, okay. and I was like, no. I don't know. I'm, I'm like a person who avoids tights like the plague. I hate tights. Me too. I hate tights. I hate tights. And I was looking at her. I was like, girl, it is not even cold. I wouldn't even use tights in like freezing weather. If it gets that to that point, I would rather just wear point pants. If I'm that cold where I would need to put on actual tights, I'm changing my outfit, I'm wearing pants, and I'm like, nope, I guess this is just a sign. But I will go to like major freezing temperatures with no tights. That's funny. Well, I actually have a, a close friend of mine who just is really comfortable with tights and wears clear tights all through summer. No, stop. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, they're so restraining. Like, I yeah. don't like them at all. They look, there is like a cute sexiness to some outfits though. So like, I will do it for the fashion, but there is something annoying about them. Yeah, like sometimes they'll look really cute and they'll look, yeah, like you said, like sexy or they'll, they'll have a certain look. But I'm always thinking about like, okay, they're going to get a run. And then and then the second they get a run, your outfit just looks like cheap or it just looks like something's off, you know? You need to get high quality tights. Exactly. But I was thinking about the feeling I felt when I saw this girl with the tights. I was thinking about you and how you hate scarves. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I wonder if this is how Jordan feels about scarves. Like, I would never wear a scarf, you know? Yeah, I would. I do wear scarves when it's like freezing because obviously it's like a necessity. But I really hate it. I, I literally feel claustrophobic. Yeah. And you also avoid it. I do avoid yeah. it. Yeah. Like I'll be I'll be intentionally cold to sacrifice the fact that I hate scarves so much. But if it's like below negative something, all right, I'm throwing that stuff on. Yeah. That's like me with with tights. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's a necessary evil. Yeah. And so apart from that this week or this past week, I guess I went to an amusement park. Oh, you did? I Yeah, it was super fun. It was like Wait, I didn't know this. When? Yeah, I went last. Sunday last Sunday okay what's it called just like the Madrid amusement park it's literally called like Madrid amusement park okay they had all the Halloween vibes you know how like at Six Flags they would do all the scary people walking around and haunted houses houses. yes exactly so we did that it was really fun we did one that was like the walking dead haunted house which was terrifying 
I think I had my eyes closed the entire time. Why Why go in then? I was like, I can't even see. What's the point? Well, because I was forced. I was forced in. I was like, no, I can sit this one out. And everyone's like, you're going. That's so funny. But it was it was fun in the end. It was scary, but fun, you know? Was it like a um like a proper amusement park or was it like a fair? No, no, no. It's a, it's a proper amusement park. It's there at all times. So like rides yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we went okay. on rides. Wait, when I come sometime, I want to go. That sounds so fun. We can go. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. It's chill. It's cute. And then I think I yeah I told you how the other day I went to the hair salon and almost had a mental breakdown because you didn't tell me I you're this is like I feel like I don't know you in the last two weeks this is so weird maybe you like dissociate disassociated and just blocked all of my last week of what everything I told you out of your memory maybe my jet lag has just uh completely erased my memory I don't know but tell me because I don't remember this maybe well. <laughs> I went to the hair salon and you know I've been like on a hair journey for like the past year and a half like I stopped dyeing my hair like I have stopped doing like highlights and stuff so I'm trying to like avoid trying to grow it right yeah trying to grow my hair out right and so this past week I went to the hair salon and my normal guy wasn't there and this is why I was furious I I go in there and I'm like yeah I'm trying to grow my hair out I told this other guy I'm like I'm trying to grow my hair out just one inch the minimum possible like I'll be back here in like six weeks if that's what's necessary Mm -hmm. to cut off another inch like i'll be here every week if that's what you guys need just cut off the minimum possible and so he's like yeah yeah yeah." and he like showed me like one inch literally one inch Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah great that looks that's perfect this man he starts cutting off one inch i see on the floor one inch and then i see him take the exact same strand cuts another inch i'm like you're going over the same strand one inch one inch one inch and i'm like at the end i think this man cut off like three and a half inches to four inches oh my gosh and I just felt so desperate. I, I, I'm i not even kidding. Desperate? Just, I Is that the was word? was tearing up. I don't know. In Spanish, it's desperate. So that's why. But I was just feeling like, I don't know. I just felt like so incompetent, you know? Well, you couldn't stand up to stop them. Yeah. Like I was like, I, this, there's no way to stop this. He already is. I've seen him cut over the same piece like several times. And I feel like my hair is back even shorter than when where I was before the last, like the last haircut. Like I've gone back, you know, I've I, all the progress I made, it's for nothing. You should do um, screw the growth and you should do that haircut that I posted of my AI photo. I feel like that would look so good on you. Yes, you did. Oh, hell no. No? I probably saw it. I'm not cutting my hair. I've never had long hair. Let me have this. Okay, sorry. I want long hair. I've had this length for my entire life and I'm over it. I'm over it. Okay. Apart from that. I'm sorry. It's touchy. It's triggering. It's like I'm honestly very triggered. I wanted to cry. I wanted to scream in this chair the other day. I'm not even kidding. Can I ask you when he did the reveal? Was he like, did you like? And were you like, oh, yeah, good. Did you lie? I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, of course. I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, you've seen those videos where some people are just like, oh, hell no. Like, <laughs> no. No, that could never be me. Nope. I'm too. No, there's no way. I don't speak the truth. It's like, you know how they, like, the people who talk about nails and how they're like, oh, I can't tell yeah. my nail person that they're effing it up. And they're just like, yes, <laughs> thank you so much. And then it's like, that's like me. I'm like, oh I can't gosh. say anything. I just don't go back, you know? Yeah. Okay, maybe just just stick with me here. It's happened. However, maybe this will help it grow very quickly. Maybe maybe someone's just put the magic chop on your hair and it's about to just like flourish. I hope so. I'm going to take all the vitamins and all the minerals. But speaking of vitamins and minerals, I've been doing that thing that you talked about last time about like, like eating a variety of like microorganisms and whatever. Oh. And so this week, since the temperatures dropped a little bit, I've been in my soup era now. 
and I've been making soup like every day for dinner. Sure. And I've just putting putting in like all these different random like vegetables that I haven't eaten. Because you know how like sometimes you look at a vegetable and you're like, where am I eating that? Yeah. And so I was like, in a soup. Nice. Just, like, okay. Just do you, put it in a soup. Do you so, do like a blend yeah. or do you do like a vegetable? No, it wasn't like a cream. It was like, it was just literally like a broth with like boiled vegetables. So I had like a bunch of types of mushrooms that I'd never eat. Amazing. Like celeries. And you know, like those like, like types of lettuce that you're like, they're too thick for a salad like pak choy or something yeah, bok choy no but not like that but yeah but yeah similar. Not- <laughs> choy. I, I, and i even like saw pak choy in my head as i like said it and i was like bok choy, pak choy. <laughs> we'll rebrand it to pak choy oh my gosh yeah we'll do a a pretty sure never clueless pak choy coming to you yeah guys so no not pak choy but yes like that that kind of stuff yes exactly same vibe yeah so yeah got all the microorganisms in this week yeah amazing are you like have you like been counting calculating at all no i haven't been counting i've just been like what's random at the grocery store that i can buy and put in the soup that's my that's my method i like that actually i feel like i am trying to get back on healthy eating i was thinking oh i'm i'm kind of going like simply right now where i'm just doing like chicken and broccoli and like yeah very simple stuff and i and before i was doing that exactly so this is inspiration. I think like soups is a good idea because you can just buy whatever and just shove it in. Yeah. And then with like a chicken broth, it tastes good. Yeah. But I quite like a cream. So I might do like, I might just cream it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I yeah. might cream it. Yeah. I'm going to cream my, my veg. Those are good. My mom always does like that too. Yeah. It's just more like hearty to me. I like that. You know? I love all soups. Yeah. Soup is banging. Yes. So tell me about your week. Um, what weeks? I've had a pretty, yeah, I've had a pretty eventful couple of weeks. I was in Washington, D.C. for work. I think I mentioned that or was I in Washington, D.C.? It was like right before, wasn't it? It was before, yeah. So salute the Capitol. Yeah. So the Capitol. And you know what's so funny is one of the, um, my boss actually was like, oh, I heard that Washington, D.C. isn't part of like an actual state. And I was like, no think so i think it's actually like maryland oh my god stop and then like a week later i was just like mm, let me look and it's definitely a district it doesn't exist it's got its own like entity Girl. oh my god <laughs> this is it's like vatican city yeah see i thought it was just like a special region like i knew it was a district a different but in my head because it's bordering i was just like oh yeah it's maryland because i was always looking up food stuff when i was going there and for some reason in my head yeah so I was like, wow, that was embarrassing. I need to. And then Americans get the reputation abroad of being you know, knowing nothing about geography. It's embarrassing. Um, but yeah, so yes, yeah, so I was in Washington for work. Crazy busy. I had uh, two different events going on at the same time with my team. So we kind of split up. Each event had a different day, their own kind of opening party. Um, so we got to go to two different museums and they did like a whole evening thing with music, DJ, band, different ones. So the first one we went to was at the National Portrait Gallery, which was really cool. Uh, we got to kind of go tour around the museum and see like the Obama portrait and just all the different presidents and things like that. And then the second party on the other night was at the African-American History Museum. I think that's what it's called, which we didn't actually get to see anything because it's apparently super emotional. I ended up going. I'll tell that when I kind of came back to D.C., but um that was so much fun so we had like this big band and they were so good like these singers it was it was it was a vibe honestly it was so much fun I was the drinks were flowing and then we decided we were getting kind of drunk and our team decided to go to karaoke fun so we were all like so drunk we get a private room in this karaoke bar 
everyone was singing for like two and a half hours. It was just so oh much fun. Oh my gosh, fun. Um, I've actually never had as much fun at a karaoke place in my life. Like it's never been that fun, weirdly. Amazing. But yeah, so that was, it was really cool. I got to, I had like one day after the event, I got to kind of walk around Washington, D.C. a bit and see some of the sites, the Lincoln Memorial. Or, sorry, I had actually been to Washington, D.C. once when I was in eighth grade for the the American eighth grade trip for those that have gone. And I always loved the city. Like I loved it when I went. So I was excited to go back. Um, and yeah, it was, it was again, like very clean, very, what like, it's such an interesting city, but very cool. We went and had this amazing, um, brunch by the water nearby and it was like buffet style. And that was like all you could choose. And they would bring literally, this is just like my dream realized again i know i'm just obsessed with her but when i walked in okay i saw these griddle plates with with cinnamon rolls and i was like oh okay like that dessert looks good i gotta ask about this so when i sat down like immediately i was like okay can i just ask because i don't see it on the menu like like does this is this included in you know the whole buffet thing and he was like oh yeah like as soon as you sit down we we come and bring it like it's bread. Oh my god, stop. Literally, it was like the bread that they brought four fat ones and he ended up bringing two of them with four so eight. I, I ended up taking four of them home. It was insane. It was so good. Oh my god, I need to see pictures. Do you take pictures? Yeah, I do have pictures and it was like ooly gooey. Oh my god, stop. Only in America. This is why I love America. I know. It was like good and bad. There was it, it was amazing. I ended up bringing those back with me to California, which I'll tell you in a second. But and I was eating them like throughout the trip and it was I was banging still, like heating them up, living living my life. Um yeah, so I flew home to California like late in the evening and then I got to meet our new puppy. His name is Brooklyn and he's just like the sweetest, most lovable like such a puppy puppy playful just so oh so cute honestly so playful i want to meet him at christmas you're gonna and you're gonna literally fall in love with him yeah he's just oh he's so amazing and it was so nice because oh i miss i miss dodger i miss our our puppy who's passed away in i think it was march yeah i was like anxious to meet the new puppy because i wanted to bond with it when it was young I'm not really like we my family really didn't grow up with dogs until Dodger and I was I think 15 when we got him so yeah I was just like I don't love all dogs I love cute things I just don't connect with all dogs and it was just crazy it was like he was like my family I just loved him immediately oh yeah basically I was there for a week so then I'm home now I got back Wednesday morning I am suffering jet lag like nobody's business like I swear I've never been struggling more i feel like it gets worse the older i get honestly like i used to never suffer from it and then now like like now what i've been living in spain for 12 years and i feel like the last like four years are like worse and i'm like ugh. for some reason because i think i did one week five hours behind and then i went back to eight and then i and then i went all the way back to eight ahead i literally still can't get to sleep last night i went to bed at i think 4 30 um the other day was six i was up for literally almost seven hours in the middle of the night it was horrible and you know when you just like you want to sleep but you can't you're feeling it yeah so yeah now i'm back and i am just trying to recalibrate mentally physically emotionally just life is like uh, a fucking wave and i'm sorry i had to say i had to say it today i'm cussing and explicit today because it just oh that's how i feel 
Well, our podcast is already marked explicit, so it's okay. It's all good. We don't we don't need the youngins to be listening. It's fine. Oh my god, wait, can I say something on that note though? That was yeah. so funny. I had a French friend like he was talking to me the other day because Drake's album came out and I somehow came across the clean version of Drake's album. Like I downloaded the clean version on accident and I was listening to it. I was like, wow, he's really like bleeping out all this out. Like, I don't know why, but my mind was like, oh, he's like doing something stylistically where he doesn't say like he leaves a blank. Stylistically the- or stylistically? What is it? How do you say it? Stylistically. Is it stylistically or just stylistically? No, stylistically. I don't know. Anyway, is that word? He was leaving like a blank for the cuss words, but it was because I was listening to the clean version. So my friend, I told my friend, I'm like, I was like, oh my God, he's like not cussing. And then he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, like on this song, look, he's not cussing. And then we found out that I was like listening to the clean version. Oh my gosh. And so my friend, he sends me the explicit version and he's like, look, for explicit versions, it has to have the little thing that says like explicit. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like in the US, everything, I've grown up with that sign. He's like, yeah, that's so weird. Like that you guys have clean versions because like in france we don't have clean versions like it's just whatever the person i think it's right though i think it's right it's so interesting though like it's an interesting debate the u.s we censor random things i feel like the u.s is a mix of yeah like a wrong or right ways of doing things everything it's so the u.s is so strange i think that one's right because so many young kids these days listen to everything and they're like exposed to all types of music and they're really influenced by celebrities and like their music so i feel like it should have some sort of disclaimer. They should be prevented from buying it themselves, at least if their parents buy them, it that's on them. Yeah. But yeah, we do have funny things. Sometimes it's so like literal, disgusting, kitty pedo shit that they're promoting in some weird way. And then in others, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't want you to buy this explicit song. I know that's what I'm saying. We have like so many like things that make no sense, you know, but whatever. That's a, a topic for a different day. Oh my gosh, actually, I have something to say, but I almost don't know if it's, like it gets into something sort of deep, which I was talking about with my mom and uh, my stepdad. And it was about this law that just almost passed in California where mm-hmm. they were trying to re-change the words of what child rape was. Oh, God. And it didn't pass. Like they ended up prevent, like stopping it. Someone ended up stopping it. But we were just talking about how like so many people, so many politicians were voting the wrong way, like the, the way where it was like, not criminalizing and it being like oh it's you know a child can consent like just really disgusting stuff yeah it's wild that we live in this weird world where there's so much wrong i i talked to you about that movie i saw the sound of freedom and i was literally like this is exactly why like we live in a state where these are those people going to these countries and doing disgusting things abhorrent things with kids and it's just wild that like in your face they can actually say no to things like no no we don't think this is uh the good thing to do it's insane yeah if you go down a rabbit hole on that topic that uh oh god yeah i feel passionately about that so yeah we're not gonna go there today yeah very gross sorry i just had to say that and thank god it did pass then also have a random random connection thing that i thought about the other day but okay so i was listening to this podcast i can't remember whose it was i just remember the girl saying like oh yeah when you grow as a person it, it just gets messy and like blah 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 and it brought me back to what you were talking about the other day about the caterpillar thing and how it's like a goop before it like transforms. And I was like, oh, like the girl literally said like evolution evolving as a person is messy mm. and like you don't get yourself right. Like like when you're evolving as a person, like you don't get it right. You, you're, you know, experimenting. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of like a 
like a metaphor and mirrors what Jordan said about the yes caterpillar. And I was like, oh, and that's that's a form of evolution. And it was it's gross and messy. But yeah, it's true. And, you know, so many people go to therapy and they actually get worse before they get better because they're unleashing and like actually reliving and unlocking the things that they've buried. But you kind of have to go through that challenging period realistically, like the, the not so pretty, not feeling so good, like to get that to a new stage of new growth. Also, side note, but I love your colors of your nails and it's the it looks like the colors of our brand. I'm obsessed with that color. Oh, should we talk you about that, this- though? Should we talk about like that's what we've been working on together this week? Yeah, I like that. New stuff we've been working on. We yeah. So to all of our listeners, me and Jordan have been working on trying to get our sheet together and put together like branding and making our whole brand more cohesive and to get to something that we like. It is a challenge. It's a challenge. It's interesting. I don't know. It's like, I love it. It's like a very fun process, but it's also more challenging than I thought. Like there's so many nuances and inter- intricacies. Yeah, no, it's, it's so exciting. Honestly, we we're basically at the stage where we did the messy action. We've thrown stuff together. Now that we are kind of developing and we've, we're just kind of rethinking. Actually, Ali was like such a boss bitch and was like, Hey, I really been thinking at our brand and our branding. And I've made a presentation to present to you so I was like yes I love this I made a powerpoint she did she powerpointed me and um yeah and it was great we were like I feel like we were aligned on the same vision right the vision yes but I think it's like in the details where we look well one I'm like really it's hard for it to communicate sometimes what's in your brain like that's what I've learned in this process that sometimes I have like a vision in my head but I'm like how do I communicate this to other people of what I'm thinking in my head so I feel like sometimes and then of course obviously we have differing opinions on certain things but then in the end we've, we've gotten to something that we both agree on. Yeah, no, it's ex- and it's it's so fun. So we're basically trying to kind of rebrand our look logo and we've got our colors down. Allie's wearing one of them. I swear it is yeah, like girl. the one. You have to take a picture because I'm going to I might do my nails next like yeah. that. I'm actually obsessed. But yeah, so we're kind of trying to just get that stuff sorted. And we've got lots of amazing ideas for social media that we're excited to. That will come soon. You're kind of along the ride with us as we develop and yeah try things so yeah that's what it's about it's exciting just keeping it going yeah it's exciting so yeah what um tell me this week what you have been thinking about so I think I told you how last year my flat flooded and so I was unable to get um furniture in my house how I wanted I wasn't able to set up my living room because the flooding happened like maybe one or two months after I moved in and my furniture was already on back order because of COVID and everything. I don't know. There's still back orders on, on in the furniture industry on new pieces. So it took me like four months just to get the lights that I had ordered online. Oh my god! They're not even like special. They were not even special lights. And now I'm finally starting to think about how I genuinely want to organize this space. One of the things that my mom had told me is like you should live in a space first and see how you naturally move throughout the space and then good advice since like I don't have infinite money to like just buy and replace everything she's like live in it for a bit see where you naturally gravitate in the house obviously a couch is gonna be my first purchase bought a couch so I've just been like this week thinking about really like what my next purchases are gonna be and what what's gonna provide like the most value in my house right now everything I like is like a thousand for a dining room table and I'm like it's so tiny why and just you know just like everything adds up obviously I mean I would start with the big things artwork is something that like obviously it's a big impact it can make you like your mood good yeah that's why that's why but I think more like functionally like if there's I think that will make a bigger impact and also 
Have you thought about like those marketplaces where you can like people are selling stuff like Facebook Marketplace and online? Yeah, I started that actually today. I was like, okay, let me check Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Because like here, it's not like the US where we have a Goodwill that has furniture, you know? Like everything, all the stores, I think you, you saw them when you were last here, that they're just all vintage. So they're like slightly more pricey. Like antique yeah, like, and expensive. Yeah. Antique. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've been like focusing on this week. And then like I made this thing. This If you saw, I tilted my head while you were talking and I was like, what the hell is that thing behind you? I feel like my flat looks like a bachelor pad. Like I have no art. Can I describe what, what I see? Yeah. So it's basically like this fat square. I'm guessing it's like a frame or something. It's a frame. And then it looks like she's done like foil um, mountains. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like I'm in space or something. Is that the vibe? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the vibe. OK, interesting. And then I'm going to put it with something else. like obviously there's going to be more around it. It's not going to be by itself. Yeah. So it'll look more cohesive. Once I have everything, I'm going to show you like my inspo of what that I saw on Pinterest. And I was like, oh, I want like mixed metals. So how did you do that? Was that just foil? This yeah, I found this tutorial online. This girl who on on TikTok. I'll, I'll show you later. But yeah, so why are you getting thumbs ups? Is someone listening to us? <laughs> girl, I'm freaked out. Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys. By the way, okay. So she just got like a thumbs up, which like you're not even on what we were on before. What do you mean? When that happened, we were not on this app that we're recording on. We were on FaceTime. So now we're on this. Girl, I want to cry. I'm not even kidding you. And the thumbs up just appeared on Ali's screen, like out of nowhere. Since we've been using this app, I've been hearing the audio when I'm editing the podcast. And there's all these weird sounds. Maybe I'll insert one in. I'm going to insert one in. Insert one here. I'm going to give some space so people can hear the weirdness. That was just so weird. I'm like, is someone watching us? Is someone... Why is it on my like, side? Why is going on? I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm freaking out. I don't like it either. Well, maybe someone someone likes your art. That's what... But it was it was a thumbs up and the voices that we heard sounded positive. Yeah. So I have some happy ghosts. Maybe they're like proud of what I'm doing in life. Yeah. They're like, great artwork. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Thank you. I just have to say that was weird because it was like, it wasn't like just iMessage or um, FaceTime that was doing it. It's just your phone. It was twice now. I have the chills. So back to the artwork, guys. Thanks for the little intermission. So yeah, so there's like things with mixed metal, which, oh my gosh, this also brings me on to this other crazy thing that I saw this week. Okay, so it stems from a study about how color is fading from the world. No, stop it. I feel like I've told you about this. No, you haven't. Okay, not from the world, the Western world. So it was, I forget who put the study together. I'll, we'll share it on socials after, but some institute or university or something uh did a study about how over time like just like in 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 the western world they were putting together like artifacts that they found and how like they did a whole sample of like thousands of artifacts and how since like the 1900s till now like they've slowly been there's been an increase in the color gray in just artifacts in general like look at your laptop look at your phone like look at like you know devices is a computer an artifact well it will be eventually you know what i mean so just like they take like items and so like that's all considered artifacts whatever they've taking from the past right so like books like everything they've compiled over the years i think it was like a museum maybe over time color has been being like cut away from all of these items right okay and then i read this other article that kind of reflects on that study and it was just saying like how yeah like it could be um like a reflection of the state of the world right with like how we're going towards like beige colors of things and like and then they, they kind of reflect on why i can't remember exactly why because this is I, I don't have the article on hand right now it's like a trend right now they saw like a drastic change ever since like the 90s or 2000s that we've drastically decreased and they, they say like see it in houses 
and it's like how become sort of like a status symbol of like houses that are more beige and like neutrals are like a higher status. Yeah, there's a there's a word for it called something. The nude awakening? No, there's something else. This is so annoying. I'm going to have to think. I'm going to have to try to remember. I might have to tell you on the next podcast, like an update, because, yeah, it's like an actual thing. Like, does it say what that means about our society? Can you remember? I mean, obviously, like everyone wants to always seem like wealthier than they are. It's like a symbol of like, you know, a, a status symbol. So like, obviously, you're going to lean towards those ways, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, you're going to have to share the article because you've got me. You got me curious. Now I feel like we don't have like the actual missing puzzle question of why. We're influenced by capitalism, of course. And so like capitalism, like we follow trends that lead to like optimization of capitalism. I don't know. It was just, it was interesting. But it's interesting because I, when I look back at ancient, ancient civilizations, I feel like a lot of things back then were very neutral, like very nude. So if you think about uh, Egyptian times, like either it was like red but red beige. is a color. But I feel like it's neutral. Like to me, it's like it was like clay. You know what I mean? Like it was like what you had from Earth. So it was like natural colors. They didn't really have all these like cute like what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing like a vibrant blue, you know? Yes. But in the study, they talk about how like some like at some point in time is when they first like saw the color purple or something. And they, like they started like extracting it. And then, that, and then the color purple became a sign of like wealth because yeah. it was so exotic and so like it's not uh, easy to come by purple used to be very like royalty status of wealth this lapis like lazuli blue was very um like very expensive during when they were painting like i don't know i don't know if the sistine chapel if it had blue but back in that time when they were doing like major art like blue was a really big expensive important color so yeah i guess it's like because to me it's like then are we returning back to a different time like are have we completed a cycle uh, yeah, I mean, obviously everything is like cyclical, right? So it's like we're looking at where we're at as a society. So it's a reflection of where we're at as a society. And it's like, I don't have any color in my house. And it's like, oh my God, I'm contributing to the no color vibes in the world. Do you think that's a bad thing? Do you, I love color. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just where we're at right now. So I'm like, I don't know. That's for you to decide. You know what I mean? It's calming, but it's like, I always, when I see those aesthetics where like, you know, Molly May, her house, like, it, yes, that's what, but actually that's what the, the, the article talks about that, how people feel like our life, like capitalism, we got so chaotic or something. So like they go and they want beige in their house because it's like very neutral and calming. Yeah, exactly. And like, and I think like capitalism reached like a peak of color and like, I love it. I admire it so much. But I couldn't do it. Like color to me brings me so much like life and energy. While I'm looking for stuff in my house, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I have like beige and whatever. So I'm bringing some color in. going to work on, yeah, bringing color in. So like, this is actually depressing. Well, you just literally brought a gray, um, you just made a gray. It's not gray. It's bright. It's got <laughs> a gray, um, what what do you call it? Like uh, metallic-y. It's metallic. Yeah, it's got metallic -y art piece. I want something with like diamond, like sparkles i love sparkles i freaking love sparkles really yeah i don't strike you as the sparkle type are you kidding i love anything that sparkles like diamonds you're not flashy like you know like the um you know the trend that's really like come in in the last year from the 90s where it's like all the um like the rhinestone stuff oh, because i feel like that's tacky that's why Okay, okay, so maybe that's why, because I'm like, to me, I don't picture you that. Online, I have, like, three bags saved that are, like, studded, like, diamond bags, so. I, oh, I love, I love glitter. Okay, fair enough. So, see, again, 
another point to which I'm learning about my friend. So Dang. I'll write that one down. You know what's so funny is actually I was thinking earlier today about you. Obviously, I edited the podcast and I was listening to something and it made me think of like there's times when I feel like I'm so surprised by something you tell me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what is it that like at times I can forget things about you? Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's, there's certain things that I'm like, oh, I know this is Ali and I could tell you. But there's certain things... I like for some reason I don't know and I was thinking we're friends for so long what is it that I either like choose to forget forget don't know like I think it's just interesting that I can be so surprised by certain things that like for you I don't know maybe you'd be able to answer more about me I don't know no, what do you think probably not I don't think I mean I don't think so I hope not geez otherwise that's sad <laughs> that means you don't care about me but yeah I mean no it's, it's it's not like like wholeheartedly like there's definitely things that like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Ali's type. I know, yeah. like, her personality. I know this, I know that. But then, like, some of the in- intricacies about you or just some things we've said on the podcast since we started, I've been like, wait, what? Really? I don't so know funny. that, you know? Yeah. So it just makes me think either, like, I need to be more present yeah. or, or like, something's wrong with my brain. I don't no, know. No, this reminds me of there's an episode of The Kardashians where Chloe she thinks she's like got Alzheimer's, like early al- mm. onset Alzheimer's. And then the like psychologist is like, no, you're just actually not present. So work on being oh. present. And it's, there's nothing wrong with your brain. Like we, they scanned her brain and everything. She's like, I literally am forgetting things. Like I don't remember. And they're like, no, you just probably have like anxiety of stress. So you're not like present. So you're not taking in new information. Like your short term memory yeah. is not remembering new stuff. Yeah. The mind works in weird ways. Oh, the mind. Well, um, that brings me to an interesting topic um, about the mind, actually. So when I was home, something came up in my in a relationship with someone that I felt a little bit triggered by. And I was trying to reflect on it, it was it had to do with apologies. So in in um, the episode I just edited was when we had our fight. And it was really funny. We were talking about like apologies and what like I was saying how I feel sometimes really challenged. And it feels emo- it feels so emotional when someone's upset with me. So I was thinking about this kind of disagreement I had with the person. I was feeling quite off when I was home. Just I wasn't in my normal routine. I wasn't doing all the things, I, all the amazing things I've been doing in the last couple months, like journaling, like taking time in the morning for myself. And so I decided to journal for the first time. I just finally got to it. And it was really interesting what came up that I observed. And I realized that why I felt so upset when the person asked me to apologize and I didn't feel like it warranted the apology was because I felt like it reminded me basically of this situation with my my dad and my sister at times where like a family member would get upset and um, would be the one kind of reacting at me and getting angry at me. And I was sort of, from my perspective, getting attacked emotionally or mm-hmm. like verbally and I was like trying to kind of avoid the situation and my dad would always and sort of a pattern that I realized it like hit me you know one of those like inner child like whoa moments yeah where I realized it like my dad would always side with the other person and make me apologize even if like everyone around them or even if they sometimes thought like oh yeah they can see the other person's the one like getting upset I would be the one that would be asked to apologize and it would really bother me even if like no one heard who was doing what if they heard me involved they'd be like oh what is jordan doing and it just made me realize that i in those moments i felt really not seen not heard 
misunderstood. Like I felt it was unfair. And so it like it brings up this really emotional piece in like, again, with people now in my adult life who sort of still when they do that, I feel that I feel like that little kid again. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting. So I went to dinner with my dad and his girlfriend just it like sort of accidentally came up. I was like, oh, yeah, I journaled about you today. You know, just like whatever. And then I ended up sort of talking about it. And Mm -hmm. something with my relationship with my dad, he's a man who's like himself. You know, he's one of those guys who's just like he is who he is. He's not going to change. Sometimes you're frustrated sometimes, you know, but you love him. Yeah. And you realize as adults, you know, that our parents like are humans, you know. And so we started trying to kind of have this conversation. And I just thought it was it was really fascinating because I was trying to express like, hey, I want to say I want to take this opportunity to say something that like hurts me or had hurt me and try to basically like improve our relationship. Because I feel like at times, yeah, I avoid talking to my dad or I avoid like telling him stuff because I'm not I don't know like the reaction I get or I, I feel like I might feel disappointed by what I'm wanting. And so, you know, I was kind of reflecting on like as adults, we have to sort of reframe the relationship with our parents. And it was really interesting. My dad was saying like, you're the one that has to initiate this because I'm always going to be the father and I am fine with that. Right. Like, so he's grown up being the way he has. He's had his way of being. He's our dad. But he's like content with the position he's in. Whereas as we get older, if we want more because mm-hmm. we're sort of like evolving into we're we're moving from like the child position to the adult position, we we sort of have to be the ones to take on that new relationship. And sort of if we want something to improve, we have to like be the one to kind of guide it. I didn't get as good of reception like, honestly, it was, it was a frustrating conversation. My dad was definitely like making jokes and just trying to be it was he I could tell he was uncomfortable at times and got defensive a little bit. And that was like his coping mechanism was like to make a joke. Exactly. Just constantly. And it bothered me. And I was thinking about it after. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, it's so interesting that dynamic, like what what it's like being kids and then growing up and then realizing even with not just your parents, but I think other family members that are older that you you then want to know them on a different yeah. level. You become the adult. You go through a lot of the experiences that they have gone through mm-hmm. in life in different stages. And you're kind of curious and seeking more like advice from their perspective. And also just you want a deeper connection than what children are to their parents. Yeah, like the dynamic changes. They don't tell you what to do. Yeah, like it's not like you're not providing for me. My dad sits very comfortably in that sort of like I provide and he kept giving a lot of examples of like oh but this and oh but that like I give you everything I still help you guys like blah 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 and I was like well but that's the point like I don't know you and I don't want it to just be transactional yeah and it was such a struggle for him you know it was just and it was really fascinating to oh stop Jordan stop stop Stop. oh my god Allie I'm sorry (laughs) I'm literally gonna have a panic attack I'm not even kidding stop ignore it continue Oh my gosh, I, I'm sorry. There's some mysterious ghost who's really wanting to like support us in this call. Let's just take it <laughs> as it is. He's supportive. We have a supportive king. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you to whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry. That just tripped me out. Yeah, so I just was thinking about this and I'm just curious if, you know, because obviously in my mm-hmm. family, some of my siblings feel the frustrations at times that I feel, but they don't know how to voice it. And I found that in my family, I'm kind of the one that really takes these initiatives and this these kinds of conversations a little bit more head on. Whereas like 
everyone feels either like they sit in the dynamic of the kids still or they are kind of having power struggles between like the parent and the child kind of now being equal in some way. And so I'm curious what your thoughts are, because as like you are away, yeah, you probably want to connect as well in a different way. And I'm curious, like how you found this experience of trying to shift that dynamic with your parents and what it feels like to sort of do that in like the reception that you get. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think about how my my relationship with my parents has changed over time. It's hard to pinpoint it because in the in a sense it hasn't changed, right? Like I go home and they still mm. provide for me when I'm home. You know what I mean? Like they're still like, oh, we're gonna pay for everything. Like you're our baby. Yeah. But then at the same time, I feel like they have started to treat me more as an adult. Like they will open up about things that are going on. But then at the same time, I'm like, for me, I'm the one who kind of is like, oh, but I don't want to see you in that light. Not that I don't uh, want to see them, oh. but like there's certain things where you, for me it's like self-preservation where I don't want to feel like my parents are getting older. It's like kind of like this weird guilt of like, oh, my parents are getting older. I'm not with them every day like I wish I was. You know what I mean? So I kind of am like, mm. don't show me things that tells me that time is passing. It's kind of me where I'm like, I avoid those. Do you have an example? I don't know. Just like if they're like, oh we struggled with money during that time or like they'll tell you things that you didn't know were happening when you were a child like oh well during that time of your life and you don't like to hear that really yeah just like things like that where i'm like i don't know you just start to worry i think it starts to come full circle if you look at most families like once parents get into like the old older stages of life like you begin to care for your parents more you know what i mean just because their health will deteriorate and whatever you know what i mean like sorry to get morbid but it's the reality we all face so yeah it's fair Yep, it's the reality. But yeah, so I feel like sometimes I'm like, I kind of live with this like guilt when I'm home and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to see it. Mm. That time is passing. So I kind of like avoid those kind of, I try to keep it light, you know, like, oh, what are you guys doing? Interesting. Like, of course, it's it's changed. We talk about more deep conversations, the state of the world in that sense. And I kind of, obviously, I have a brother. Mm -hmm. We both kind of grew up as only children because like I went out of the house when I turned 18 and he was still five, you know, so then. Wow. So young. Yeah. And then, of course, I was like out of the house when he went from kindergarten to, you know, end of high school. So we both grew up like separately and have different relationships from our parents, so to speak. Yeah. So I feel like now, yes, I feel like I have an adult relationship with my parents. Your approach is it, it feels very you. Yeah. In a sense that like you don't like to see too much like bad things. It's difficult for you to process. And not that I hear bad things, but I think I, especially my mom, I feel like mm -hmm has our relationship has really grown and especially because I'm far I even notice that I'm slightly different when I'm around at home with her versus the way I open up in what sense I tell my mom everything when I'm here like I'll tell her stuff that's going on in my like mostly certain details about my life yeah what's going on in my relationship like that kind of thing and I used to be super secretive when I was there like I didn't really I we didn't have that dynamic we just didn't open up about a lot of things and so I felt like as I moved away I just maybe felt more comfortable to to connect. It is a little bit easier when yeah. I'm away. Like I, I definitely communicate so much more. But the more that I'm kind of going back, I, I'm like so curious by things about her relationship. Like my parents got divorced and I was, I was just so curious. Like I'm curious to understand my own journey and like what her experience was and and how to get through things. And like, I really am asking her experience, her real feelings, the deep stuff that I feel like if I was there, I'm not sure I would lean on her as much. I'm so curious. I'm so, so curious about so many things. Like, I'm like, what about this? And like, what was this really like? And like, did this happen or did that happen? And do you think she, she and she tells you like unfiltered? She does. Yeah. 
Interesting. Okay. For the most part, yeah. Like I think she, I think probably who knows. There's probably some stuff she's kept from me, but yeah. I think for the most part, she does share a lot more, and it's and it's really interesting because we actually grow up for like half our life with them as they've grown up. Yeah. And we don't really know what's gone on mm-hmm. most of the time. Like if your parents good, they sort of shield you from anything difficult or you know just like. You don't see that like you're you're in your own lane as a kid. You don't see that stuff. You have your own worries, your own life. You might observe some things. And I think that's even interesting just to to check in with your parents and be like, hey, I I saw it this way. Like, what was it like from your end? You know? Yeah. And I think it's just like I care more more now than ever because of kind of probably also what you mentioned about like being aware of time that we only have so much time to get to know our truly who our parents were. Maybe as an adult, like I value yeah. them as just like a human being and wanting to know like who raised me, who really is that person versus just like the image of like, oh, this is my mom. Because obviously that's yeah. strong in my head. So I just find it really fascinating. Yeah, I feel like I could go back and ask how she felt about certain memories. But I feel like I was really close to my parents just because like, as I said, I feel like I kind of grew up as an only child, very close to my parents. It was the three of us. Obviously, I'm sure there was boundaries. They didn't tell me everything they were talking about, but I feel like they would tell me tons of stories. I was always tagging along to everything they wanted to do. It wasn't like I could like stay home with your sister and do this. Like mm. I didn't have like another person to bond with in the house. So I was bonding with adults. Interesting. I felt very close to my parents. Like I feel like I know a lot of stories. They like they'll open up about things that po- happened to them. Like I don't feel like I have a superficial relationship at all with my parents of like, oh, you know, this is for adults. Like we have yeah. this like barrier. Like I can see in other families. Like I'm like, oh, this person doesn't connect with their parents. But I feel like I definitely did. I had that. I don't mean that like, oh, I don't want to know anything about your lives because I feel like I do know a lot about their lives. But there are some things that I feel like more sensitive towards where I'm like, oh, I don't want to know. Ignorance is bliss kind of thing, you know, where I'm like, OK, maybe I should not be so avoidant. That's interesting because it's it, so maybe there is a difference even in just like the way an only child family versus like multiple children the experience is probably different because yeah you probably yeah are closer to your parents from the very beginning than somebody who has like four children and they're running around and like yeah it's chaos yeah i feel like you kind of grow up a little bit more when you're an only child because you're just hanging out with two adults all day like interesting to hear your perspective yeah yeah i had this other random thought this week i find it so weird and kind of i don't want to say a red flag but sort of when people don't connect with babies. Oh, this is fascinating. Yeah, this is this is this is my new like thing that I look for in my friends and in like men that I'm like potentially mm. interested in. You're walking down the street and there's a baby and that the baby is like looking at you and trying to get attention. There's certain people that will just avoid the look of a baby. And I'm like, <laughs> to me, that's the weirdest thing to me. I don't know why. I'm like, why are you? avoiding the look of the baby like i don't know i just have this like level of like empathy with this baby where i'm like this is their first experience on the planet treat this person well connect with the baby like this is their first time seeing what other humans and like human connection is you have to play with the baby and like when they're trying to get your attention always like if when i'm on the bus and there's a baby that comes on in a stroller and they're like looking at me i'm like hi like i'll wave and then they'll like start looking i always try to like engage with the baby because i'm just like this is their first experience of life imagine like every single human just doesn't look at him and like or makes eye contact and then just looks away yeah they're gonna think humans are cold like other beings are cold and i feel like it's something in their development is gonna be off if you if they don't get enough like contact from other humans like humans that they don't know that's so interesting i love that honestly i've never thought about like i just love kids so i'm like oh maybe it's like the the baby detector is like they know 
when someone's like maybe not a good person or something. But actually, I love your thought about it being like this is their first experience. Yes. And you should contribute to. Oh, that's so cute. I really like that. Yes, I think about this all the time. And now that like ever since I first thought about this thought, I think about it every time I'm like with friends and like we'll be on a terrace or something and a family will come by and there's a baby and my friends will just kind of be like ignore, Mm, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, the baby's right there. Like, I'll be like, hi, I'll like say hi. (laughs) The baby's right. Did you see it? Yeah. I'll like make eye contact at least once with the baby and be like, hi. So do you have friends? Do you actually have friends that like? It literally happened yesterday. I went out for a coffee with a friend who will not be named because he's now on my blacklist of oh no i'm just kidding not really but oh. in this in this category yes he would not look at the baby and i'm like this person does not want to be a dad like how do you not look at the baby the baby was staring at us did you say something to your friend yes i was like look how cute what do you say just, nothing just like yeah i'm like no I think this is a red flag to me red flag I'm yeah like, i would like not that he's like a romantic connection it's not my he's i'm not dating this person but like oh my god how do you not like the baby's so cute and they're trying to get our attention and you got to treat them well this is otherwise it's going to be their villain origin story you know <laughs> this is where it starts yeah my perspective is the other one which is i feel like babies have such a good perception they're so pure same so they have like a perception of people mm-hmm. and i feel like there is something weird it's kind of like you know people say I mean, I don't fully agree with this because I don't love cats. So Mm -hmm. cats freak me out. But they say like animals and dogs can sense, you know, like character basically. And if someone's like a good person, good or bad, or there's just like danger, whatever, lots of different more spiritual elements. And I feel like it's similar with babies. Like babies know, not don't want to be around this person. And so if someone doesn't want to engage, like I'm kind of like, what is in that person's spirit? Something about them that, like they feel like uncomfortable. Dark. Yeah, uncomfortable like looking at purity, which is crazy. That's kind of my thought. Yeah, so it goes both ways, 100%. It's so funny because when I have seen people like that, it is very weird. You're like, what What a weirdo, you know? Obviously, you don't have to be obsessed. Like, I love babies. So like, if they're engaging with me, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're playing. But some people just do not engage at all. And I'm just like, that is so weird. When it comes to like cute ass babies and they're looking at you and they're just, it, they're so cute. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, you got to get your priorities in order. Like, get that demon out of you. Get that demon that does not like that baby. Yep. So a way to judge people's character now. Honestly, yeah. Babies and dogs. Well, I I think we should wrap it up. I think that was like a really concise episode. We got into some stuff. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Everyone have a great week. And thanks for listening to Pretty Sure Never Clueless. Bye-bye. Bye.